Welcome back to Love God and Your Neighbor. I'm Laura Hutchinson, pastor of First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama, and I'm so thankful that you're here with us today. This is the last Sunday of Advent, if you can believe it, and we are turning our attention to Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was a profoundly faithful young woman, willing to trust in the Lord no matter what. In light of her example, maybe may we all go into this worship service with our hearts open to any possibility and to anything God might call us to. I want to thank all of you who have sent in donations to First Christian Church in Anniston. Your offerings are a blessing and appreciated by us as well as by God. We would not be here if it weren't for the tithes and offerings of our faithful givers like you. So if you feel so moved again today, please consider giving to God through us. You can either go to our webpage, www.fccanniston.org, scroll down to the very bottom of the page and click the Donate Now button. Choose PayPal because it's the only functioning donation option for the time being. Otherwise, you can donate by sending a check to First Christian Church, 1327 Layton Avenue, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, Anniston, Alabama, 36207. Now I invite you to gather your elements for communion, bread or crackers, juice or wine, and make sure you have your Advent candles ready. We've already lit three candles and we will be lighting the fourth one today. Let us welcome in the light of Christ as we come to the Lord with adoration and love. Please pause this recording while you go and get what you need. And now let us prepare ourselves for worship. We worship today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O God, we light the fourth candle of Advent. We hear your angel Gabriel and witness the faith of Mary. Fill us with your grace and light. Mary was a young, strong, spiritual woman. Even though her life was not easy, she heard God's voice and said yes. Her song was a prayer that would uplift those who were downtrodden. Her lyrics shattered the proud and called the world to change. She would bear within her the promised child, Jesus, the light of the world. This Advent, we respond to God's beckoning to us as well. Let us pray. Revealing God, visit us and fill us with your spirit. Bring your good news to life within us. Give us courage to carry your light into the injustices and shadows of this world. Amen. And will you sing with me now our hymn of praise, O come all ye faithful, Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to 
comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. In our scripture today, we meet Mary, a very young teenage girl engaged to Joseph, but not yet married. Living with her parents in a small, obscure, impoverished village called Nazareth, she is visited by God's messenger, the angel Gabriel, 
which is an astonishing event in and of itself, right? And the angel tells her things that are even more astonishing than even his presence. He said, Mary is favored by God. She will become pregnant, even though she's a virgin. She will have a son. She will name her son Jesus, which means, among other things, Yahweh saves. Jesus will be called the Son of God. Jesus, God will give Jesus the throne of David. Jesus will rule forever. Mary will become pregnant when the Holy Spirit overshadows her. Therefore, Jesus will be holy. And finally, Gabriel tells her that her elderly, barren relative, Elizabeth, is six months pregnant, which is proof that all things are possible with God. Can you imagine what Mary felt as she was listening to all that Gabriel had to say? I imagine she felt overwhelmed. I imagine that because if I were her, I would feel overwhelmed. If a giant imposing angel of God came to me at all, I'd be overwhelmed. But if he told me even one of the things that he laid in Mary's lap that day, I'd probably be trembling at the knees. And I'm 46 years old. Mary was, what, 13? At the most, 15 or 16? How does a girl that young with that kind of deal with that kind of impossible responsibility? The fact is, Mary was a remarkable person, and she is someone we can all look up to, no matter who we are. So how did Mary respond to Gabriel's news? Well, first she asked for clarification on how it was going to happen, because I think that's the logical response, don't you think? And then after she heard the explanation, she said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. See? Remarkable. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. How impossible was the problem set before Mary? In how many ways was it impossible for her? Not only was she so young, not only was she unmarried, not only was she a virgin, not only would the world, including her fiancé, believe that she'd committed adultery, which was illegal and punishable by stoning, but she was going to carry, give birth to, and raise the Son of God? And her response was, here I am, let your word be so. And it was. And everything worked out, didn't it? Somehow, God, through the angel, convinced Joseph to stand by Mary and to raise the boy as his own. Somehow, the world did not turn on Mary or her child, which is what normally would have happened. Somehow, Jesus was born strong and healthy, even though they were completely impoverished. And somehow, Mary and Joseph raised Jesus to become everything the angel Gabriel said he would become. Somehow. How often in life does God ask us to do impossible tasks? For me, it has happened more than once. And every time, there's a part of me that says, how can this be? 
Either I didn't have the resources, the knowledge, the confidence, or the ability to do what was asked of me, and still God asked. It's possible God has laid at your feet an opportunity to do something you couldn't possibly do. And if God hasn't yet, as a person of faith, you could be asked at any time. And if God does come to you, how will you react? Will you say, yes, Lord, whatever you wish? Or will you find some reason why you can't do it? You know, Mary said yes to Gabriel, but she didn't have to, did she? She didn't have to agree to carry God's child and to take on everything that entailed. Mary could have burst into tears and said, please don't ask this of me. She could have said it was too much. She could have run away, gone to her parents or Joseph, told them what had happened and allowed them to help her avoid God's call. The thing is, Doing what God asks of us is usually scary because God often asks people to do things they never thought they could do. In fact, sometimes God asks us to do things that absolutely terrify us. In my case, on one such occasion, when God sent me to seminary, I didn't think I could handle it. I didn't think I was smart enough to hang in there with my overwhelmingly accomplished and intimidating classmates. I didn't think I was smart enough to read, to understand, and complete the insane number of books and assignments given to me. I also wasn't sure I was a good enough student to even get into that school, which was one of the top five seminaries in the country the year that I applied. I was terrified of speaking in public and told my professors that I could never preach. I actually said I wasn't called to preach. And then when I took preaching class because it was required, I ended up throwing up before I had to give my first sermon in preaching class. The fact is, I was barely even able to see myself as a minister and was positive I'd never be able to be a preacher or a solo pastor. Well, guess what? Nothing is impossible with God, is it? And we don't have to be afraid when God asks something of us either. Gabriel said, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, I'm not sure who else in history has been so favored by God as Mary was. But the fact is, God honored Mary by calling her to such an important responsibility. And God honors us as well, even though we're not doing anything quite as noble and holy as carrying God's son. But the things that we're called to do are noble and holy nonetheless. Just think of the two basic commandments Jesus tells us are the foundation for all other commandments. Loving God more than anything else and loving our neighbors as much as we love ourselves. Ultimately, anything God asks of us will fall into one of those two categories. And most likely when God is asking something of us, One result could be that another person will come to know Jesus and come to love God as well. But helping people love God in Jesus often requires us to either become extremely vulnerable or to have to sacrifice something that is dear to us, or both. And vulnerability and self-sacrifice are two of the most difficult things to ask of most people. In fact, it can seem downright impossible at times, can it? 
When Mary said yes to everything Gabriel asked of her, she was making herself vulnerable to ridicule, judgment, and scorn from her community, possibly for life. She was possibly sacrificing her life with Joseph. She didn't know in that moment. She was sacrificing everything she thought her life might be. And she was putting herself utterly and completely in God's will. And by doing that, she brought into the world the Savior of all people. She loved God so faithfully that she didn't hesitate to say yes to him. And by her actions, she loved all of creation as well, even if she didn't quite realize it in the moment. You see, if we're paying attention, God asks things of us all the time. If we're seeking to live faithfully every day, we can see how beautifully God can use us in countless ways to bring the light of Christ into people's lives. It might be as mundane as living faithfully so your children are inspired to love God in Christ Jesus as well. It could be as simple as buying a homeless person a cup of coffee on a cold day. It could be as tiring as volunteering at a soup kitchen or a shelter or a food bank for a whole day or a weekend or a week or a lifetime. And it could be as sacrificial and life-changing as taking a stranger into your home and giving them a safe place to live. But nothing is impossible with God. And by saying yes to God, your life can end up in wonderful, beautiful places you never thought you'd be. You know, I never thought I'd be able to be a mother. As the years went by and I didn't have a partner to conceive with and raise a child with, I assumed motherhood was not in God's plan for me. Once I hit my mid-40s, I assumed it was no longer possible for me. And then God brought Larissa into my life and said, guess what? God asked me and my parents to take in a young woman who was in desperate need of safe shelter. And I thought, I can't. It's too much responsibility and I don't have what it takes. And I thought I didn't have the money to take someone in. And I thought it would be too disruptive of my life. And God said, think again. And now, because I said yes, Lord, to what seemed like a temporary situation, God made it possible for me to become, in the most astounding way, a mom for life. Gabriel said, nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, okay. Did Mary's life change forever when she faithfully said yes to the most impossible request ever made? It did. And because of that decision, she experienced euphoria and discomfort, joy and awe, heartache and wonder, beauty and definitely pain. She sacrificed everything, including her own son, so that we could be saved. And she is remembered with reverence by every person who knows Jesus. Will our lives change forever when we say yes to God's call? It probably will, simply because we will be walking in faith, trusting God and loving God with all our hearts. That in of itself is transformative. And God will call us 
to do impossible things as well. But let us always remember young Mary and be inspired by her. Let us remember that nothing is impossible for God. And when we say, yes, Lord, here I am, Lord, we could become part of something, someone else's testimony, someone else's story of love and redemption. When we say, yes, Lord, there is no telling what might happen because when God is involved, anything is possible. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together our meditation hymn, What Child Is This? What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds and angels sing Haste, haste to bring him, Lord The babe, the son of Mary Why lies he in such mean estate Where ox and ass are feeding Good Christian fear for sinners the silent word is bleeding. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him in, since King of kings, salvation brings that loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds God and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the Imagine with me that night that Gabriel came to Mary, young Mary with her whole life ahead of her. Was she thinking about the one to whom she was engaged? Was she daydreaming about the life that they would share together? For sure, her life would be simple and poor, she knew. They would have a home together, though. He would work in his carpentry shop and she would make a home for him and their children. God willing, they would have many children. Their home would be filled with peace and joy. For Joseph was a kind and gentle man and he would be good to her. 
And then God intervened through his messenger, and he turned her world upside down. But it wasn't just Mary's and Joseph's lives that were changed forever. It was ours, too. Because of what God did, every person who would take breath in this world would be given an opportunity never before offered to humanity. Because of God, because of Mary's faithful willingness, Jesus was born, and nothing has been the same since. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onwards and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Isaiah 9, 6-7 On the night when the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and said, This is my body broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let us pray. For the child born for us and for the mother, holy and pure, for the peace of the world and for salvation assured, for the love you have given and forgiveness the same, we love you forever and praise your glorious name. Amen. Come and eat. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. And now let us celebrate all that God has done by singing Loving Lord as now we gather. Thank you. 
Join me in the Litany of Remembrance, which you can find printed in the About This Episode segment of the podcast. By partaking in this meal, we remember that Christ was born. Christ, Christ died. Christ was raised. Christ, Christ will come again. This is the mystery of our faith. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. As people of faith, God calls on each one of us in countless ways to do his will in life. Be willing, as was Mary, the mother of God, to say yes to even the most impossible things. Do not be afraid, for all things are possible with God. Go in peace. The first Noel the angel did say Was to certain poor shepherds In fields as they lay In fields where they lay Keeping their sheep On a cold winter's night That was not deep to follow the stars.